Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And thanks for joining us for the PHNX Suns postgame show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay and Espo. And we are celebrating because the Phoenix Suns have taken down the Boston Celtics, winning 106-94. Ooh, give me that sexy sax in the Let's Boston go. Big one, you baby. You just timed it. That was perfectly timed there. What instrument are you playing? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing anything. I'm stopping the bass. He's jazz fingers. Yeah. I'm, I'm just dancing. Ron Burgundy playing jazz like flute over here. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious. Oh my Emma, wow. what kind of game was that? That was a really solid win. Win, 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 win. <laughs> Curve everything else. Win, 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 win. I like it so much better when I'm not here to hear it. <laughs> you know what's what's funny, Gerald, is that a lot of people think that's me. I know. I've I've been told that, like, oh wow, Saul needs to redo that audio. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's me, unfortunately. <laughs> you should just be like, yeah, he really does. <laughs> were, were you doing a Saul impersonation when you No, did? I was doing a J-Rock impersonation. Honestly, the apparently. first time I heard it, I was like, I don't remember saying that. And I was like, oh wait, that's Gerald. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe you guys are more similar than you thought. Uh, Who maybe. knows? No, Gerald does not like that. Well we <laughs> Maybe you both just sound like J-Rock or whoever the heck sings it. Oh, my gosh. What we do know is that we were all very pleasantly surprised tonight with uh, this game. Not that the Suns couldn't beat the Boston Celtics. I think it was just one of those things where we still know the Suns are dealing with some injuries. Obviously, the biggest one being with Devin Booker out. But it was really solid to see the Suns come out and perform in the way they did against a top team in the league in the Celtics. Yeah, let's be honest. The Suns acted like they didn't think they were going to win this one by sitting Cam Johnson on this end of the back-to-back. So I don't think it's crazy that we were like, well, you know, we don't think they're going to win this. Uh, you know, But they played well. They came out and surprised. But it, it doesn't hurt that the Celtics shot like crap either. It doesn't. But I think the Suns' defense had a lot to do with that. We were talking during the game, and we thought as far as DA's defensive intensity, this was one of his better mm-hmm. games yep. of the season. 
Um, everybody was kind of locked in. And look, this is the kind of effort that after a game like the Hawks lost, where they lost by 32, uh, you hope for it. You don't expect it yeah. with your best player out, but awesome to see. It does make a loss like the Hawks one a little bit more of a head scratcher as to why they can't bring this intensity every night. Maybe not beating the best team in the NBA every night, but somewhere in the middle ground. Um, but no, they've won seven of their last nine and they look like a good team and hopefully they'll be getting booked back here soon and keep the momentum going. And some reinforcements, baby. Let's yes, go. <laughs> I can't wait. It was a fantastic game, honestly. Like I know there's mm -hmm. some people like, oh, that was a slob. You you're playing the best team in the East. Mm -hmm. They're you know, like and you and you're and you're undermanned. Like, I'll take a win however it comes. And tonight I thought it was a it was a pretty game for me. Like I love the fact that they were intense on both ends of the court. DA was intense. He looked like he was really into the game. Uh, his shot wasn't falling as much as he'd like, but uh, I thought everywhere else he was solid. Uh, Chris Paul was taking a sweet-ass time getting up the court, but once he <laughs> did get it over the half-court stripe, uh, you know, the the I thought the, the ball movement was crisp. It was solid. Mikhail once again coming through in a big way. Like, overall, just a great performance. And the bench. Mm -hmm. Holy shit, the bench was awesome. Saving Lee. That was dope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, on a night like, we're in a season like this. I don't think there's any ugly W's. I think they're all pretty because they're so tough to come by. And the last two games have been a microcosm of the entire season in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. You lose to the Hawks team when it makes no sense and you beat the Celtics. Everybody's had such an up and down season. This is just another case of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive a little bit more into this one first by looking at the numbers. Emma. Uh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? A big old win is what's in the effing box. <laughs> a 106-94 victory, Suns over the Celtics, and it came down to two things for me tonight. The assists, which were in favor of the Suns, 28-18, to and the rebounds, which were in favor of the Suns, 53-43. to I, mean, I think it tells a story. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, like, the, the way they, they played tonight... Uh, listen, I think every game down the stretch is vital. That's why I was a little upset that Cam Johnson wasn't playing in this game as opposed to tomorrow because I felt like tomorrow was a little easier game. But, you know, tonight they got a Boston big one, and it was fantastic. I mean, it was just, <laughs> see, Gerald lost it. It wasn't going to be me. It. it was going to be Gerald. I didn't say shit. Uh, and so <laughs> I just, again, it was it's the best team in the East. You played up to par, um, and everybody stepped up. I loved Jock and his energy tonight, mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. just looked like he was – if if he played more minutes, he would have tried to will this team to victory. He was just – he was that strong down low. And um, just – man, I think this is, to me, one of the best wins of the season because yeah. of how everybody played together. And they didn't really need Chris Paul. And That's on, the beauty of it. On top of that, too, the expectations were so low. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, <laughs> DraftKings had them at a minus nine. We all picked the Celtics to win. I don't think anybody really expected the Suns to come out and perform in the way they did. But yet here we are talking about a Suns W because the Suns probably took that personally, yeah. thankfully. And, and I think starting the game when they started 0 for 9 or whatever it was, it was, I thought we were in for a tough night, especially when hours before the game we're getting all these Kyrie Irving trade rumors. You had to wonder how does that impact them, if at all. Um, and they responded after that. Like I think it was 36 to 19 uh, bench points in favor of the mm -hmm. Suns, and they only had four bench guys out there with Dario Saric in the starting lineup and no Cam Johnson. So um, really nice team effort all around. There wasn't really anybody that didn't live up to par tonight. I'm pretty sure we're now <laughs> undefeated 
when we pick all pick the opponent to win, <laughs> the Suns have won. I'm pretty sure, wow. uh, at least a majority of the time. We did it with In Memphis. Memphis. Mm-hmm. We did it tonight with the Celtics. <laughs> like uh, these games, they they still find ways to surprise even without Devin Booker. Yeah, uh, I want to go back and revisit just uh, Saul. You you brought up Jock Landale. Obviously, we are all a big fan of Jock Landale. He's a partner of ours here at PHNX. In those 12 minutes that he saw tonight, he had nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, and one block. Like, tonight was a really solid game, pretty much all around from Jock. Obviously, he was 0 of 3 from deep, but still, I really liked what we saw from Jock. He had so much energy in this one, too. He was aggressive. Uh, Somebody in the chat said... He played like a man pissed off, and, uh, mm-hmm. and I like that energy because Jock, when when he's out there and he's in the flow of the game like that, uh, he can do a lot. And he out, out there tonight, he was crashing the boards, had an unbelievable play where he faked a pass and dunked it. Like, yeah, it was turned Jalen Brown around. <laughs> I mean, it, he he has done some pretty things uh, when he gets the opportunity and when he has that uh, – that anger, like he did tonight. I I want to see more Jock in the lineup. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, like, it, it, I and I don't mind him taking those outside shots because they're not contested. And you know, the more he takes them, the more he, he's he's going to start to hit those. Mm-hmm. And when he hits those, he becomes such a valuable asset off that bench. Um, I like the fact that uh, they did start the game with Dario and they they went double high. I'd like to see Jock play double with Da from time to time just to get a little bit of a. Of a of a mix up and and give Da a few reps at that four position because Jock is so good down low as well. Like uh, so, I love the fact that the Suns really took advantage of the Celtics wanting to switch up and put smaller players on Jock, especially down low on the block. And he listen, if there's one guy on this team and and I love Da, but Jock is so much better right now at sealing off at the rim and getting position and holding that position mm-hmm. that you cannot. You cannot switch up and put a smaller guy on Jock down low. It's it is virtually an automatic bucket. Right. Jock had nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, and a block all in twelve minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's very productive. Did you say that already? Literally what she said. Well, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't tend to listen to but, Lindsay much. I'm too busy doing jazz hands and but, stuff over here. But to so. your point, Jock had nine points, seven rebounds, three assists. <laughs> but did, did you know it was in 12 minutes? Were you aware it was in 12 minutes? <laughs> I said that too. Are you aware that it was in 12 minutes? Oh my god. No, but Saul's right. He's done an excellent job sealing and look, I know that plus minus on a single game basis is not always a good indicator, but that start of the fourth quarter the Celtics had cut the lead to 1 and the Suns bench guys are the ones that kind of pushed it back open and you look at their plus minuses, Ish Wainwright plus 13, Jock plus 18, Damian Lee plus 30, Saban Lee plus 16 like they were all legitimately impactful tonight. Well, and when he seals off, he can have a night like this, 9.7 assists in a block. It's spectacular. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, speaking of big men, I do <laughs> want to give a few flowers to DeAndre, and we've got quite a few people in the chat uh, handing out those flowers, so I'll read a couple of these uh, nuggets from the chat. B said, DA was playing bully ball tonight, loved every bit of it. Uh, Manita said DA was drawing double teams and opened up opportunities for others. Uh, Manuel was saying DA dominated the first quarter, which forced the defense to double him all game. 
we have to give some credit to DeAndre and like especially because we've spoken so much recently about the things that are frustrating about DeAndre and we also need to give him some love when he plays well as well. I yeah, think, Lindsay, I think we should give flowers to DeAndre. <laughs> One of the things that I think is great is sometimes when you're when you're in the middle of a, you know, a, a funk or you know, maybe the 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 home crowd and Suns fans have not exactly been, you know, uh, on on board with DA of late, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is good to just get about get out on the road where you are expecting the hate, mm -hmm. um, and it just kind of takes your mind off of things. And plus, it, you, you get away from family. You just focus on ball. And I think this was a very good first step in the road trip for him. And I think this is going to hopefully propel him to play more. I love the spirit that he played with tonight more than mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. I just love the fact that he really looked like he was into the game. And this is a game where it very easily the way they started off, it really could have gone sideways for them. Mm -hmm. But he he and the, and the rest of the team did not let that happen. And that's a testament to, to their growth, honestly. The young guys' growth, uh, we're seeing it right before our eyes, and it's, it's fucking beautiful. This, this is the type of game I'd love to see from DA because it's not about dominating the stat sheet. It's about doing the little things that make this team work, and especially on the defensive end. He was great on that end. He had five assists tonight, which is much higher than the norm he had. I think someone in the chat mentioned it, the one out to Dario for three that kind of helped seal the deal. Mm -hmm. Like, it, he doesn't have to put up 20 and 15, 30 and 20, like whatever that is. Just be a great defender, which he was, um, drawing those double teams, which he did early by being aggressive. And like this, the, everything else is going to fall into place for him. He was great tonight. Well, yeah. I mean, when he's passing, it's one of those little things that I, I don't think he gets enough credit for. And I, I think you're right. You don't need him to be Superman, you just need him to be engaged in things uh, and, and doing those little things. So tonight, I mean, I even said that, uh, you know, when we were sitting there, I said, this is the kind of game that you're going to, you know, he may take heat from people, but this is this is a good DA game. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. I, but, but it's funny because he can have 20 and 15, and in the box score, it looks like he was great, and he had a, he had a rough night. But, uh, you know, then he can have a night like tonight. You look at the box score, and you're like, eh. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, he was very, very good. Mm -hmm. Stats don't always tell the story. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, if there's one thing we've learned um, specifically just from DeAndre in, it's the stats don't always tell the story. I wonder if DA is going to be a better road player uh, for the rest of the year and maybe a little bit into next year because the tension at home almost might be even a little bit higher mm. than on the road because our expectations as fans of the Suns are probably much higher for DA than fans of the opponents, right? Do you do you feel like at this point in time we might even be getting a little bit more like the heavy size I, kind of a situation at home than on the road? I, I don't know if it's necessarily that, but I will say this. Uh, from what I've seen and what I've kind of researched, and I don't have like complete stats to back this up, but in college and in the pros, it very much seems like the bigger the game, the better he plays. He's mm. the level of his play steps up, especially defensively when they're on the road against Memphis and it's a loud crowd and it's a soul out crowd. He plays better. Same thing in Boston, uh, in, in, in golden state, like he does show up for some of these things. And then obviously the playoffs speak for themselves. So 
I think it's more of just like the environment and the feel and the passion of that game that gets him to another level. When you walk into Boston Garden, you know, like you got to bring it because of that team. You got to bring it because of the history in that arena. That's like basketball, like that's basketball heaven. Like you, you that's one of the most regarded, you know, arenas in, in, in the entire world. He knows that and he stepped up and I appreciate that. Yeah. I, what I struggle with is, you know how you can have somebody you don't know say something and yeah, maybe it bothers you a little bit, but you can kind of brush it off. But if your family member or somebody you're close to criticizes you, it can cut real deep. Mm. I feel like that goes on with DA when the home crowd gets on him, that, that cuts deep for him. But when you go into opposing territory, if they say something, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's what they're supposed to do. Uh, so I think the home crowd can have a negative impact on DA when they turn on him a little bit. And, and maybe it is somewhat freeing on the road because it's just a different kind of thing. Like you can use that, like Saul's saying, as motivation when you're on the road in a bigger game and, and there's that energy. But at home, if people start getting on you, I think it's easy to get down on yourself that way. If, if you're a particular kind of player. Yeah. And, and I mean, we should be clear, like looking just at the numbers, like his averages at home are slightly better than they are on the road. Um, but I do think, especially recently, when we've heard some of those exasperated groans when he misses a shot over Fred Van Vliet or something like that, mm-hmm. um, that can definitely weigh on you. So hopefully that's a benefit of this road trip and especially starting it off the way that he and the team did um, with a win against a really obviously the best team in the NBA right now. Um, hopefully that's something that's contagious and they can snowball that leading right into the trade deadline and, and getting booked back. We do have a couple super chats. Uh, the first one is from Psycho Blue. Saul, <laughs> are you prepared to read this in your Cthulhu voice? You can do it. You can Gregory, do, it. <laughs> do not question my motives in sowing unrest within Kyrie. The ignorance. But Kevin, the serpent's leathers in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your super chat, Psycho Blue. We will get to more trade conversations and all the news that we heard mm-hmm. uh, here in just a little bit. Hold so on. stay with us. That's coming up soon in the show. Basketball Cthulhu, go home. You're drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also got one from Leo. Leo, thank you for your super chat. Said, it's Friday, Suns win. Group hug, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's Bring it in. (laughs) Group hug. (laughs) Saul did not move. Air hug. Saul Saul was ready to pounce. Saul was ready to just fade into the bushes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for your super chat. We also have one from Espo's burner Hell did you yeah. just send this espo said I, espo spitting facts as usual espo definitely <laughs> sent that you paid two dollars to get that right it's on funny the- it's kind of funny <laughs> that tracy's not in the chat but espo's burner is <laughs> interesting can the two coexist i wonder i'm sending it from right here i don't need my wife to do it <laughs> just doing it myself oh, and man. then we also got another super chat but it, it uh oh wait i see the comment i don't know how to pronounce your name isai 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 i like that i think that's close uh said we need to give our guys more love we have ups and downs and we just have to stand with them a hundred percent agree with that like while we can be critical of guys and we can discuss their play ups and downs things of that nature i do think there is something to be said especially in the building right 
There is something to be said when people are cheering you on, when people are in your corner telling you to pick your head up, you got this. Like anybody who's played any sort of team sport knows that the people you want to be around you are the ones who lift you up the most because that's what keeps you going, right? And it's easy to get down on yourself. And when everyone else is down on yourself, it's just piling on and piling on. And then before you know it, it's doom and gloom. You know, all around. The one thing that I would say is, is it's not really necessarily the booze or anything like that. The one thing that probably bothers me the most, and it's become kind of like, it's become the anti-DA phrase of sorts, is uh, just dunk the ball. Mm. Like dunking the ball for whatever reason means that he's ultra aggressive, which I don't necessarily agree with. Like you can't dunk every fucking shot. Like it's just mm. not it. So um I feel like we just need to stay away from that. Just stop saying it. As long as he scores, who cares? I don't give a shit if he dunks it or if he hits a fadeaway jumper. As long as he scores, that's all that matters. So, uh, again, the support thing, yes, I, I agree. We just need to build each other up. It's hard sometimes when you lose by 30 against the fucking Atlanta Hawks. Right. It's hard to sit here and be like, oh, everything's still good. Really appreciate the way the guys put out that effort tonight, even though they got absolutely mollywopped. But for the most part, I would agree. As somebody who used to be paid to do that on a nightly basis, to get I'd, molly whopped? No, no, no. To uh, say nice things after <laughs> wow. after getting molly whopped. Yeah, I, I didn't know what he was talking I get, about. I get molly whopped for free. So. I thought you were talking oh. to me. Oh my oh. gosh! What is? I think oh. we're talking about different versions of molly whopped. Anyways, uh, Boston look, thing. as somebody that used to get get paid to say nice things after blowout losses, if that could help you win, I'm gonna take like credit for like. Five to six of that nineteen win season. Yeah, right I look. I I I agree. I, I feel like we should, if we're going to criticize a player, we should keep it respectful. But you know, if a player is not playing well, we're gonna we have to talk about it. Like that's our job. Like but I yes, said, Chris Paul a, was abysmal the other night. Right, he was right. Like we can say things, but not go too far or make it personal sure. or anything yeah, like that. And I feel like it. with Da, it crosses that line a little bit too much. It gets personal for whatever reason. Right, I'm like dude, Da didn't do anything to you. Right. I don't know. I think we should give out more flowers. I'm yeah, 100% in agreement with giving out more flowers. Uh, before we give out a few more flowers, I will say if you guys don't have a Four Peaks beer in your hand while you are watching or listening to this show, you're really missing out because Four Peaks Brew and the PHNX Suns podcast pretty much go hand in hand. Four Peaks and Suns go hand in hand as well. We literally have a 15 pack of Four Peaks son's brew on the table in front of us mm -hmm. and we've got a lot of sports ahead of us in the next week if you guys have not picked up four peaks beer for all of your sports watching next week you are missing out make sure you grab some for the big game that's just around the corner and uh what why are you guys laughing at me am are i being too announcery no, the fucking no. Eskimo's burner is being ridiculous right oh, i'm see. bored over here all right <laughs> Eskimo is a deadly killing machine like, what? what does that even mean i slay is what it's saying oh, oh my, my goodness God. gracious uh four peaks like also has two brand new beers the recreational juice dank ipa and dank. the staycation super juicy ipa so enjoy a nice four peaks beverage during the big game this upcoming week. And uh, just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 years older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Oh, I can't wait to get to this Kyrie talk. We're, oh, we're not man. there yet. I Hang know. tight, guys. We got a few more things. <laughs> we got some foolish-ass things going on in this chat right now. We got a few more things to talk about before we get there. First and foremost, guess who hit their bet tonight, everybody? Who did? I did. <laughs> 
<laughs> Their faces are just yeah. so solemn. Honestly, I hit the bet I wanted to take, but not the one I submitted. It, no, you tough. did. You got to you got to make sure you double check it's, your work, it's, Sarah. It's so. tough when you don't pay attention to the details. I, and I actually <laughs> won on the DraftKings Sportsbook app by betting the money line for the Suns. So mm. you took a couple of them. Um, you know, Saul, yours was pretty close. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think I mean, the one reason why I'm okay with I'm one legitimate reason one of outside reasons. of pettiness here mm-hmm. is that you had Boston's money line. Mm-hmm. I'm glad the Suns won. Oh yeah, same. Like that that's one of like the main reasons why but, I'm glad but, your bet didn't hit. But also, like, let's be real. Was I rooting against the Suns? No. Mm-mm. No. You, you should have been. I should not. <laughs> it's all about so I, I was not rooting for the Suns <laughs> to lose. Uh, I want my team to win because mm. I love them, but I was trying to win some money, mm-hmm. and that was the smart bet. It wasn't, and then it backfired. It mm-hmm. was an educated bet. I'll give you that for sure. That's why I didn't take the 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 spread. I only took the money line because I didn't. Right. I just thought that the Celtics would win. I didn't know how by how much. I took the over for Mikael Bridges points, and he hit uh, slow and steady. Mikael Bridges is super consistent right now as far mm-hmm. as over. Uh, points on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. He finished with 25 points tonight. So shout out to Mikkel Bridges for winning me some money and uh, moving me up even more on the leaderboard. What are we looking like, Emma? Yeah. Saul, you are at minus $12.50. I'm $110 behind you right now. I am a plus $122.28, and Espo is a plus $19. I'm sorry, I'm $134. <laughs> Thank you. And 78 cents behind you. Yeah, you as, as I said, I was subtracting the $12.50 from hers. So I was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, wait, no, that's the wrong math. Uh, I'm so still in this. I'm 101.28 behind. You're technically still in it. Well, both of you technically are. We've got, got a whole games lot go. of seasons to go so yeah. you know keep at it mm-hmm. you'll you'll get there i think um <laughs> if you guys want to get in on the action for a limited time all new and existing <laughs> customers can get a no sweat same game parlay every day just go to the DraftKings sportsbook app today opt in and place the same game parlay on any nba game and if it doesn't hit you'll get a free bet back and uh, if you have not downloaded the DraftKings sportsbook app make sure you do but use that code phnx because new customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions applied. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. One of our biggest flowers of the night goes to our DraftKings king of the game. I think you all can guess who that's going to be. Seems like Dario he's our king Sa- of the oh. game a whole lot lately. Yes. And uh, specifically because he won me my bet. Mikkel Bridges, congratulations <laughs> to you. He had 25 points. He was 7 of 7 from the charity stripe. He also added in three assists and two rebounds. He looked surprised that he won in that picture. <laughs> I, I will say this. You know, I know there's a lot of chatter about trades. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look at Mikhail Bridges in two different ways. Number one, that he's untouchable now because mm-hmm. he's playing at such a high level. You can't sacrifice him going to a different team. Or number two, his trade value is hella high right now. So you might be able to get something significant in return for him if you were to look at it that way. But I'm going to prefer the former because I think he's he's untouchable now, in my opinion. I think really? he's playing too high of a level of basketball unless you were going to package it for – I mean, there's really five players in the league right now that you might consider, and one of them is KD. Mm. Um, outside of that, 
I think he's untouchable. I wouldn't trade him for really anybody else in the league. I think he's really, really good right now. He plays on both ends of the court, and he's scoring with confidence and at a high clip. He's trying to be that number two to Devin Booker. He's trying to get into that that space and take over for Chris Paul, and he's stepping up his game like we all asked him to. It's been fucking awesome to watch. I really, really appreciate what he's bringing to the table. I, I mean, I, I agree as far as, like, I wouldn't trade him unless it's for, like, a Kevin Durant or a superstar kind of package. Um, like, I, I definitely don't think he's untouchable, but I do think, like, if you're going to trade him, you're going all in on somebody because that's the only way that it makes sense, um, especially because you have other assets like your picks, um, and, and Cam Johnson's name is going to be the one that gets thrown out first if you're going to trade one of those wing guys, but... Um, he's been really good since, you know, as bad as he was for that one month where it just felt like he couldn't hit a shot and he wasn't stepping up as that guy. Now he has been stepping up as that guy and he's been just as good over the last month. And that's really encouraging to see. We still need to see how it works once Booker comes back. Um, we need to see him do this in the playoffs as well. But this is the most optimistic that I've ever been about Mikhail Bridges being able to rise to that occasion as a legitimate X factor for when defenses are trying to take away book and CP three. He's the guy that right now looks like can legitimately break your back for it. Yeah. Trade him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I agree. I think there's only a handful that you consider moving him for. And this is the guy we hoped he'd evolve into. And mm-hmm. if we see it, uh, like you were saying, when book comes back over a, a, you know, a couple weeks uh, and Mikhail can stay this guy, you definitely don't consider moving him at that point. I'm really looking forward to Devin coming back, not just because we miss Devin and all of what Devin brings to this team, but to actually find out what these two look like out there on the court together. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have been so happy for Mikel Bridges. We all know Mikel is one of the easiest guys in the entire league to root for. Like there is, there's not much you can say that's bad about Mikel Bridges, the person, mm-hmm. and seeing him find this type of success, especially after a little bit of the rough patch that he went through early on in the year. Uh, this has just been so fun, so fun to watch, and so, again, easy to root for for Mikel Bridges. Okay, final flowers. I know the rest of the group didn't love this, but we're giving out some honorary flowers tonight. I liked it. The Saban Lee dunk. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Flower Nobody for dunks Saban Lee. It like Saban Lee. <laughs> Had to do it just to uh, piss off. How many people under the age of twenty? I didn't know that's what he was talking about. I had no clue. Hey, I did, it, but I'm an old soul. It so. popped off on Twitter. So. <laughs> did it? There you go. You know your target my people, audience. My people knew you what do. I was talking about. How do they know how to use Twitter? That's incredible. <laughs> hey, wow. Uh, their jitterbug phones now have the app. All right. <laughs> uh, we're going to give a flower to Jock Landale. Gerald, you mentioned this earlier when we were talking about Jock. He had that fake that was just chef's kiss. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, fantastic there. Chris Paul, big block tonight. He did. Rim Loved protector. That. Yes. Swatted that shit. <laughs> Ish Wainwright. Obviously, this didn't count, but a flower for basically a full court shot. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was fun to see. That was cool. And he legitimately did play a very good game. Like, I know the shooting numbers weren't great for him, but he was really good defensively on Jason Tatum, who did not shoot the ball well tonight. Yeah. And, of course, to round it all out, the homie Dario Saric was in the starting lineup tonight. He had a double-double. He had 14 points, 13 rebounds, oh, and three assists in there as well. We yeah. had to make sure we got the homie flowers as well raising that trade value every game love it dario (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, here we go. You guys ready to get into the craziness that was today on the internet? Oh, we were having such a good time. Woo, let's do it. <laughs> it Bailey ground, sent us a super chat. We'll start off with Bailey's super chat, and then we'll get into the actual news, just in case you've been living under a rock for the last, I don't know, seven hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. Bailey, thank you for your super chat. They said, Flex's pod claims Kyrie can be had without any core pieces. Imagine Kyrie, Book, Mikhail, Cam, DA, with CP3 leading the bench plus other trades slash buyouts. That's a title run, barring health. I'm sold. So let's talk about it. We got news today that uh, Brooklyn Nets all-star starter Kyrie Irving has asked out. And then Sham Sharania told us that the Los Angeles Lakers, Phoenix Suns, and Dallas Mavericks have emerged as potential suitors for Kyrie, sources per The Athletic. Crispy Haynes followed up and said Phoenix is viewed as one of the few teams capable of facilitating a deal with Brooklyn that could keep both teams in championship pursuit. And that's the key right there, though, mm -hmm. is that he said to keep both teams in championship pursuit. And you're not doing that with Brooklyn unless you give up some assets for them to be able to piece around Kevin Durant. <clears throat> so that would debunk what was said by flex and I'm not disputing that, that there isn't a reality somewhere out there where, um, you know, the, the Suns can make this work. But the fact that Dallas and the Lakers are probably in on the building uh, bidding too, they're obviously going to take the best deal for them. And with that being said, you can't just throw out a bunch of expirings and, and some, uh, you know, some draft capital. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, 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 for one, um, if and I'm I'm looking at this strictly from a basketball standpoint, and I realize that um, there might be a, a part of this that is just a very very tough ethical dilemma um, that is involved, and and it is there is that that does exist. So I'm not trying to ignore that by any stretch of the imagination. But if you're looking at Kyrie, the distraction, I think he for the most part is a distraction. When it's more, if, when it's a prolonged period of time, like over a year, he starts to become a problem. If you're just looking at this from a five month rental standpoint, and you can get him on the cheap, and you can keep your your core intact, and even keep CP3, it's very hard to say no to something like that. What keeps the Nets in contention? CP3 and Jay going there keeps the Nets in contention. You could argue. I don't see any world where CP3 and Kyrie are on the same team and either of those guys accepts being a six man. I oh, just yeah, don't no. see that. No, world. I don't. So, and, and I know there's somebody in the chat had said that, that Kyrie or that CP3 has said that he would, he would sit the bench. Bullshit. There's no fucking way you're, you're going to have to tell Chris you're coming off the bench. He's not volunteering that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I and just, I, and I'm not saying that from a selfish standpoint, he's CP fucking three. He's a Hall of Fame point guard. You don't, you don't ask him to volunteer that information. You, you're going to have to dictate it to him or put him in a different position on a different yeah, team to, for him to thrive. It's, it's also possible that Chris Haynes' tidbit about, you know, they the Suns are their best option as far as keeping both teams in title contention is coming from a Lakers or Mavericks base source to get them to drive up their or a net space source to get the Lakers and Mavs to drive up their what they're willing to offer because if, if you put out that the, oh the Suns are the best option suddenly the Lakers and the Mavs are like okay wait here have this but 
I will say like the Kyrie thing, I, I don't know that CP3 would take as much umbrage with a bench roll. I don't think he'd be happy about it. I, I just, I feel like him being coming off the bench there would be incredible, obviously, <laughs> but I do have real concerns about a, what you're giving up to get Kyrie for what might just be a couple month rental and B, all of the other ethical things that we've discussed already in the pregame show, because this isn't just a basketball move. And I know everybody has their different barometers for separating the artist from the art. Um, but it, it would put a good portion of people, I think, in the fan base at odds with, okay, how do I root for this guy based on some of the things that I know about him? And that's something that every fan would have to grapple with in rooting for this guy if he came here. Yeah, and that's the difficult part. Before we get into that, you brought up, is it the Nets trying to drive up the price? I don't know that there's that much you can drive up with the Mavs yeah. and the Lakers. What are well, I mean, the, the Lakers, Lakers, you could try two. to push for the second pick, right? Right. To the second first pick. But that's pick. it. I mean, you it basically be Westbrook and those two first picks hmm. is what you'd be able to get out of the Lakers. The Mavs don't really have that much to Talk offer, so so I don't like Christian Wood ain't moving could, the needle on yeah, that. I mean, could could it be that? Yes, but I I don't know, man. This feels like one of those where there's smoke, there's fire. As much as I I, I don't know that I want that, <laughs> I, you know, uh, and and that's what worries me. And, and on the ethical thing, I mean. We talked about it in in pregame, and I think I vacillated three or four times since we talked then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm having this internal battle with it because, you know, what is that line? What are you willing to accept from an athlete on a team that that you root for that you can go, okay, I I accept the athlete and put the other stuff to the side. What's that line? Yeah, and at what point, like. We're root- Jerry uh, Seinfeld had the line, you're essentially rooting for laundry, right? When you root for the team mm. uh, and, and not necessarily you know, your individual players, but you're a fan of the team and you stay with that for a long time. I mean, who, am I supposed to judge every person and, and their actions and where do I draw that line? It becomes yeah. very, very complex because there are a lot of problematic people in this league and where do you draw the line as to what you're willing to put up with and that's the question i think every suns fan has to ask themselves if this Kyrie thing happens is what are you willing to put up with what are you willing to draw the line at to be a successful basketball team to potentially win a title uh, you know i've joked about oh i'd sell myself soul to the devil <laughs> But, you know, the the meatloaf song, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Well, I would do anything for a championship, but I'm not sure, Kyrie, uh, that I'd do that. Like, that's, I'm like, can I get over that hump? And I don't know that I can. Well, one of the things also uh, going to that is I I mentioned about the fact that it's a five-month rental, right? Mm -hmm. And Woj literally sent out a tweet saying just that. You didn't have that, did you? No. Okay. Uh, I just want to make sure I wasn't stepping on toes. <laughs> but Jock Landale uh, so, had nine points. So, so, <laughs> Seven so, rebounds, so Woj, three, three assists. So Woj tweeted out, so far the Lakers, Mavericks, and Suns have interest in trading for Kyrie Irving. Still, reluctance remains with making a commitment to a new contract upon his arrival. 
Folks, I'm here to tell you that the driving price for Kyrie Irving is not as high, number one, as KD. It's not going to be as high as that because there's not there's no team in the NBA right now that I could see outside of maybe the Lakers that is willing to take the gamble on more than just a short-term rental on Kyrie Irving. If Kyrie Irving thinks that he's going to get some big contract, he can keep dreaming. It's not going to happen. It'll be a series of one, two, three-year deals at the most for Kyrie Irving for the rest of his career because he's such a a wild card. You never know what's going to happen from day to day. The, the the Nets are one of the better teams in the East. They're rolling. They just came off of a long win streak. Like everything seemed like it was good. Bomb dropped today out of nowhere. Like why? It's because this dude is, he's toxic. He is. That's why if, you, if you're going to do it, you're only doing it for this much. You're only doing it for this long. And even then you run that risk of, Fuck, we can get to right before the playoffs, and Kyrie's like, oh, I don't know if I really feel like playing in the playoffs. I'd rather have a contract extension before that happens. And guess what? We're all sitting here without a point guard, or we're we're not here with a backup point guard, or whatever you want to say. So, right, it's it's a tough situation. It we, really is. Which brings us back to the original point: is like if you're giving up any piece of your core, I'm automatically out on a Kyrie deal with considering everything. Because I think in that same article, it said he would be looking for in free agency a four-year, $198 million contract. Like, oh, man, giving that contract. Like, even taking all the anti-Semitic stuff and the anti-vaccination stuff and the (laughs) flat-earth bullshit off the table, like, the guy hasn't been consistent in terms of being available for injuries. For one thing, he's very injury-prone. And for another thing, he's just not... uh, We've talked about this before. It's not that his teammates don't like him because of the way that he interacts with them. It's because his decisions and his comments inadvertently come back to affect them and create this drama and create headlines and make it more difficult to focus on what everybody else who wants Kyrie is focused on just playing basketball and him being good at basketball. And it really does detract from his value because as a Hooper, just as a pure player, He's one of the best point guards in the NBA. There'd be no problem with giving him a four-year, $198 million contract. But there's a reason all of these teams are hesitant and why when his trade demands became public today, most of the interest, as was reported, was in Kevin Durant, not in him. It's like, okay, so how does this toxicity affect KD? Can I get him now? Like, that's a that's a red flag for me. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd say this, but... You know, I, I don't find the flat earth thing that <laughs> insulting, like that problematic <laughs> anymore after a bunch of things. Yeah, comparatively. I, you know, like now. comparatively, <laughs> I don't, you know, okay, flat earth, great. You know, but I think the funny thing to me, and, and not funny, haha, it's just almost uncomfortable, is I feel like if you traded for Kyrie and they won a 10 game win streak, everybody's Morty. Uh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. I'm in. Right. Like I'm, I'm buying in at that point because they're winning basketball, and the rest of it doesn't matter. All the other stuff starts. You know, people will, will push it aside because oh, they're winning, and and this is what we want. You mm-hmm. know, and that I don't know how to feel. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> thankfully, the moral dilemma does not sit in our hands. It is in the front office and new ownership of the Phoenix Suns, but. Uh, all of that aside, we did put but together was in our hands. two potential <laughs> trades for you guys to look at here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the first one we've got here? Okay, oh. so the Suns receive Kyrie Irving and the Nets receive Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. 
Is this something that if you were in the front office strictly looking at a basketball perspective, would you say yes or no? I wouldn't say no to this one. Okay. I wouldn't either. And, mm. I, you know, especially tinfoil hat, you get Kyrie. There's another guy that we always felt it was almost inevitable that they eventually trade for. This could open up the whole LeBron thing again, too. And, oh, and having him wind up here in the off season. There's all sorts oh. of doors that start almost had to take a knee open. on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll make gosh. it so weak in the knees. Oh, all right. Yeah, that was a, almost another version of a bossy big one. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying no. All right. Well, next up, we have no the comment. Suns receiving Kyrie Irving and the Nets receiving Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, Tori Craig, Landry Shamit, and a first round pick. In this scenario, it's a top eight protected. But I do think that if this were the package, they would be looking for it to not be so heavily protected. Uh, yeah, I I mean, from a basketball standpoint, you do that. I think the Nets are going to push for more, and I think they're going to wind up getting more from a team like the Lakers. So, I'd, I, yeah, if you can trade that for Kyrie, I totally get it. But I don't, I don't see the Nets settling that low for him. You don't think so? I mean, I totally I could see them going, the homie and Shamit, <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Look, do, I don't do think they, they even have the space for that. There's not, always not the space roster if space. you want it. Yeah. They need to Four clear dudes. out some guys. And do the Suns even have a bench after that? Do they need a bench after that? I'm sure. I mean, Bring true. in Mello. He could be on the bench. Shit, Man. dude, you were you were speaking uh, Gerald's anti-love language right now. I, I like. I rather have Mello than Kyrie on the I'll same team at the same time. I'd rather have Mello. Gerald was requested a, a, a change of city to San Antonio. He'd like to be the Spurs beat right now. Oh, oh no! My life keeps getting worse. <laughs> Gerald, you know what I recommend for that? What's for this that? whole like, just like down the rabbit hole of chaos that you're about to be in. What's that, Lens? Oh geez. There we go. Oh geez, has oh, got you covered. Our friends over at OGs are all about truly making experiences and creating phenomenal products that uh, serve in different ways, right? And Gerald, this one would be more of a relaxation sure. type of a THC scratch made uh, gummy that you'd be looking for. Maybe the brand new Happy Balance gummy would be right. ideal for you. It's in the brand new flavor, strawberries and cream. This is a CBD THC one to one ratio. And it quite literally does what the name says. It mm -hmm. creates a happy balance for you. Yeah, so it doesn't so, get you too crazy. doesn't get you too mellow. Just a nice happy balance. Can we give Kyrie <laughs> some of that then? This would be huh. perfect for anybody leading up to hey, the trade I deadline already, that is stressed. I already made one graphic for KD. Don't make me make another one. Kyrie, come to the valley. <laughs> you know, so. like... You think his theories are nutty sober. <laughs> can I can I just say shout out to OGs for like playing along with yeah. that last year, last summer? They even agreed. Yeah, they, they were like, KD, we will give you a lifetime supply. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. I love OGs. They're so phenomenal over there. And if you guys are looking to pick up some OGs, uh, you can find them at ogsbrands.com or at your local dispensary. But, of course, you must be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Uh, listen, we talked about Super Bowl being just around the corner. And one thing that comes with the Super Bowl being around the corner is the fact that there are a boatload of concerts also going on. 
the week and weekend leading up to the big game. And you know where you can find really good tickets for really affordable prices? The Game Time app. We're talking up to 60% is what you can save when you buy your tickets last minute on the Game Time app, which is really great because I know a lot of people are probably like, like me, I've been thinking about Super Bowl since it was announced to be played here in Phoenix, but I haven't actually started thinking about Super Bowl and what that means as far as like what events I want to go to until like right now. Mm-hmm. So the Game Time app is like my best friend because again, last minute procrastination, they're my people. You can save up to 60% when you pro- procrastinate. And of course, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. It's on YouTube. It's on any podcast platform that you listen to your podcasts on. Um, so check it out if you are looking for tickets to any upcoming concerts. It also works for sporting events as well when the Suns are back in town. I just used it, Lindsay. Did you? What'd I, you get? I did. I got tickets to Kyrie's TED Talk, and I'm oh excited for it. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one, Essa. You got me. You got me. Yeah, what'd you get? It's like, what did you do? Oh, and the best thing about Game Time is they have like an all-in little uh, tab that you can select. So it tells you the total price. So you don't have to worry about figuring out like fees and taxes and all those shenanigans. And then by the time you get into your cart, it's like $100 million more than what you thought the ticket was. Uh, So yeah. Fucking Kyrie's TED Talk. Mark it down. I finally got Saul. Oh it's my the first God, time dude. ever. I broke That's it. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm upset gracious. just thinking about it. <laughs> As you'll see here, the earth is obviously flat. Clearly, he fell off. Look at this. Listen, while we're on the topic of conspiracy theories and weird things of that nature we did get a super chat from frank Mm -hmm. thank you frank for your super chat said sons are one for one since the chinese balloon spotted oh jesus so i'm in don't worry worry. somebody's out there in the bushes trying to shoot it down right now she's got it covered so don't you worry lord have mercy that's another talk you won't get we got another super chat from espos burner thank you espos burner uh, this is a question for you, Saul. Saul, would you rather have a Suns ring or a Cardinals Super Bowl win? Suns ring. Yeah. Suns ring. That's 100%. a good choice. They, they're the, they're the, they're the, the bastion of our city when it comes to sports. They were the first team here in the Valley. They should be the first ones. I don't, I know the Dimebacks won it, but they should be the next ones to win a championship. So. Uh, Brittany said, come to my work. I made a huge Super Bowl campaign and Shaq is coming. Um, oh. Brittany, we're going to need some more details. Yeah, yeah. Give us some tickets, Brittany. Jeez. More details, down, Brittany. please. And yeah, thank please. you. Uh, yeah, we won't say no to a good time. <laughs> do you Do you think I could get the chat's asking for it? Do you think I could get Kyrie Irving to do a tinfoil hat club with oh me? Oh, my fucking oh. Lord. If you, if you, hey, listen, let me just say this. You said you would eat this shoe if if if, uh, if, KD, if KD got, KD got traded. traded. If you got Kyrie to do a tinfoil hat club with you, I would eat the other shoe. Like that's just how it has to go. Right, down. It doesn't even have to be a tinfoil hat club. You just put him on the show. I'll and just do the tinfoil hat club. Done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, oh. let's get this show Wait, back on I, the I, rails. I did want to ask you guys a question because I saw it in the chat something about Kyrie unlocking DA if he came here. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I feel like playing with 
the guy who's fifth in assists in the league unlocks you a little bit better than the guy who's 41st in assists. I think what he was saying was Kyrie will unlock DA's mind. He'll go play. But real talk, Look if we're talking in, about. The fifth and sixth dimension, DA. Real talk in a way that it could potentially unlock DA's mind for real, for real, is that. All of the conversation, all of the heat, all of the everything will be on Kyrie yeah. and yeah. off of DA. Yeah. So as far yeah. as like the mental load of carrying what the expectations are around DA right now, that would probably majority of it move to Kyrie. And in that way, I think it would be a positive. So for just DA. shifting the spotlight. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that, that would help. Um, I think the other thing is, is let's let's be real. Chris Paul is efficient. He's a great playmaker. Um, but Chris Paul is nowhere near the score uh, dynamically from from all levels that Kyrie is. Mm -hmm. So maybe in that regard, it might be able to free up DA a little bit more. But I mean, we're we're talking about a razor thin margin in terms of because Chris Paul is very efficient. Now this year, maybe you can make an argument not not as much as in the past. But uh, Chris Paul, the last two years before this year, we saw what he could do with DA. DA, listen, he's he shot. His best career percentages from an offensive uh, offensive efficiency standpoint have been with Chris Paul in in tow uh, around the rim. Uh, he's been awesome. So uh, for for Kyrie to come here and replicate that, I mean, he, maybe he'd be able to. But I mean, it's a razor thin margin. Is there another way though? Because Chris Paul, I mean, they've even talked about it. Chris Paul's been hard on Da, right? Mm. Demanding <clears throat> of Da. Mm-hmm. Could just simply not having that happening around him unlock DA a little bit? No, because Booker's taking on that role. Yeah, I, I don't yes know if no. Book's as hard in the same way uh, as Chris I, I, Paul. I disagree because I Book is an intense individual. And intense, I don't, I, yes, but I think it's still a different, I, different level. I feel like though, if we talk about DA being inconsistent at times, or him just looking like he's not focused or whatnot, and then we turn right back around and say. Well, if we take Chris Paul and Book from getting on his ass, then suddenly he's going to lock in and focus. Yeah, I don't, I don't that doesn't logistically doesn't track for me. But well, what I will say to your point, though, is is like sometimes when you have too many voices that are just barking at you all the time, it mm -hmm. can be overwhelming. It can, it can be. And can. so maybe if you take one of those voices away, it's not as it's not as uh, on top of you as maybe it felt before. And, you know, maybe he does play at a higher level. But I mean... We're really grasping at straws if we think Kyrie Irving is the one that's going to somehow unlock DA. Because I don't really feel like DA needs to be completely unlocked unless you think that he can reach that 30 and 20 level, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to be there. And I think the the max for DA is to be a 22 to 25 point scorer and, you know, a 10 to 15 rebound guy a night. Like, I think he's fully capable of that. And he's almost he's he's pretty close to getting there right now. So, I mean, we're talking about fractions of a difference between Kyrie and CP3, um, and I, I don't really – I wouldn't look for that particularly. Right. I, I do. I was laughing because someone was saying that CP misses DA on lobs sometimes. The last times we've seen him get lobs, he's tried to lay it up instead of dunk it, and he's missed those. So, like, what are we doing here? I mean, they've been bad passes. And I also did like someone that said, Kyrie's old teammates love him. His old teammates love him because he's gone now. Like, I'm sorry. The, the hey, irony of that made me laugh. I, I think Boston still loves him, right? <laughs> the whole city still would welcome him though, but ours. Uh, I'm sorry. That did make me laugh. But All right. So let's move on to other uh, trade shenanigans. Uh, 
unfortunately, we did get some tidbits from Gambo today. So Gambo tweeted out, I do not expect the rap the Raptors, OG and Anobi to be traded to the Suns. Oh no, stop doing it. He also, I was listening to Arizona Sports on the way in to the studio today, and Gambo just about uh, poo-pooed on every single name that has been brought up in any sort of a report or rumor being connected to the Suns. The Mm. only one that I don't recall, and this was right, no, this was after Kyrie, so he didn't talk Mm. about Kyrie, but I'll give him... Time to figure he that out. He said he couldn't. He couldn't rule out Kyrie. I was um, the but the only other one that I didn't hear was anything about D'Lo. He didn't say anything about D'Lo. I have it here. Okay. He said uh, he's taken OG Cam Red, uh, Cam Reddish, Kobe White, Alex Caruso, and the Bucks poo poo platter off the board. Cue it again. <laughs> Forget about it. They're not happening. Which oh listen, I will say though. Um, James Jones did talk about names that have not been mentioned yet. Interesting names. Mm -hmm. And who's an interesting name? Kyrie Irving is an interesting name. ain't getting more interesting than that one. And James Jones also said that before we got the Kyrie news. So I don't know. But I'm interested in finding out what happens at this trade deadline. And I am so thankful that it is just around the corner because... This is just getting a little out of control at this point. The amount of names that have been thrown out, the amount of rumors surrounding the Suns, Jay Crowder still sitting at home on the sidelines. Like, we just needed to get some things done. Well, that was the other thing Gambo reported today, that it's not just the Bucks who have been allowed to talk with Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. which means mm-hmm. this the supposition's assumption that it was it was – you know, inevitable that he was going to go to the Bucks may not be true. Uh, and Gamble even hinted that it may be names we haven't heard of at all that you get back in some deal in particular with Jay. So we could be in for a very interesting five and a half days. Even if it's not Kyrie, there may be other things we just don't see that come come about. I hope so, because we've had so many names tossed about over the last couple weeks it'd be really disappointing if we end up with like Grayson Allen or some shit yeah if if we hear oh we got this guy for Jay we were glad to make that move but really getting Devin Booker back is the only acquisition you need to make it a trade deadline my head's gonna explode on this show I'm just telling you yeah uh I will challenge James Jones to an arm wrestling contest (laughs) if he does that I I challenge you to a dude I would like to think that with the word that we got that Matt Ishbia will be taking control of this organization prior to the trade deadline, if that actually happens the way that we anticipate it will, I would be shocked if a move is not made. I would well, be shocked. They're going to at least trade Jay Crowder for what I don't know, but they've got to at least do that. And we've talked about this trading some of those expirings if you're not planning on re-signing them this summer to get some guys who are under contract beyond this season because you're not going to get that cap space back in free agency uh that would be smart too fun fact the last time that the suns got a new owner the next day they signed steve nash well there so you go. <laughs> they may get matt ishbia on wednesday and the next day is the trade deadline and you may land a big fish then too 
Or you may just get Steve Nash back in some advisory role. <laughs> there I don't we go. Know. <laughs> Bro, are you for real, though? Let previous owner Steve Nash sign of the team. Previous owner Steve Nash, all the rumors that you told us about, Espo, that Steve Nash was in the building. There, there was another confirmation. I had hinted there were other names that I'd heard in the building today. Rick Buecher of Fox Sports said that Isaiah Thomas, the Detroit Pistons great, mm -hmm. is likely to be hired in some role in the front office here when Matt Ishbia takes over. That was another name that I had heard had been Very in the, yeah. the UWM offices. I heard that name the other day, too. So, yeah. mm -hmm. so talk we, about problematic. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just... speaking of Wednesday, when all of this crazy stuff might actually go down, that will likely happen in the morning or mid-morning, early afternoon is what we're kind of early anticipating. <laughs> But if you want to come chat with us about it that evening, we are all going to be hanging out at Illegal Pete's on Mill Ave in Tempe. And we want you guys to come hang out with us. It's a free event. We're just going to go and have some great food and have some great drinks. And we want you guys to come hang out with us. So the entire PHNX crew, again, will be at Illegal Pete's on Mill Ave this Wednesday, February 8th, starting at 7 p.m. So come grab some food. Enjoy a Four Peaks beer and hang out with us. Illegal Pizza is fantastic. They've got bowls. They've got burritos. They've got tacos, salads, nachos, a full bar with custom cocktails and beers. Um, strongest margaritas around from what I'm told. So going to be a lot of fun. Are you guys excited for next Wednesday? I am. For a multitude hopefully, of reasons? Hopefully we're celebrating something uh, next Wednesday. <laughs> I just... I just thought of this. There's a whole nother Kyrie connection that none of us have really God bless. thought about it. <laughs> James, James Jones. Oh, yeah. yeah. He mm -hmm. was his teammate. Right. The chat has mentioned that a few times. Mm -hmm. he, if anybody knows knows this guy, it's going to be a guy that traveled with him, was on the bench with him. I mean, if anybody's going to go, you know what, I can take a chance on this guy, it's probably James Jones. I wonder if they talked when they were here. Probably, you know, they, they act like they're you know buddy buddy because they are right. And then Tampering, sudden, don't say that. And then all of a sudden, James Jones is like, blink twice if you want out. I got you. <laughs> tap, <laughs> tap on the table. <laughs> I don't know, but it, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, last thing I want to tell you guys about is Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy does daily fantasy sports differently. The best part about Underdog Fantasy, in my opinion is the Pickums game. I've been telling you guys about this for the last week and a half or so because it's so simple and it's so much fun. You literally just pick higher or lower and the more legs you add of higher or lowers, the more money you can potentially win on Underdog Fantasy. It's also very easy to get started. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. But when you sign up, make sure you sign up with the promo code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. They literally are going to give you a free $100 to play with on the Underdog Fantasy app. Don't miss out on this uh, opportunity and have a lot of fun. We also have a fantasy show here that can give you some picks and some ideas on what to maybe play on the Underdog Fantasy app. So check that out as well. Okay, guys, our final topic of the show which unfortunately got buried yeah. with all the news of the day. But <laughs> last night we found out that Book got snubbed again from the All-Star game. Did he get snubbed? Snubble-a-lub-dub. Yes. You, you really think he got snubbed, Jim? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, compared to all the guards? 
So here, not let me read you. Not compared to the guards, compared to Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, getting yeah. in as a wild card. Let me read you the all-star reserves that came out, right? So it's John Morant, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Damian Lillard, Jaron Jackson Jr., DeMontis Savonis, Lowry Markinen, and Paul George. Paul George and Jaron Jackson Jr., I don't understand how they're... I understand because of the forward sp- slots that you have to fill. Like, so one of them was going to get in or an Anthony Davis... But, like, to have both of them in there is weird. Like, Devin Booker should have been there over JJJ. De'Aaron Fox should have been in there over JJJ. And, like, people are bringing up the games missed and whatnot, and I get it. But, like, Booker has played more minutes than JJJ that has this season. I get that, but... He's 16 uh, and 8. I I get that, but JJJ is going to be if not the defensive player of the year, in the conversation for it. Mikhail was last year, and they, I, he I, didn't get shit I for it. I, I understand that. <laughs> can I finish my thought? You can, but I'm just saying, <laughs> the Grizzlies are not as good as you the Suns were no, last you year. You can, no, like, you I don't see I, it. I, I understand that. But for me, you talk about more minutes played by Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Sure. But Devin Booker's played five games, games since December 5th. Mm-hmm. JJJ has only missed one game last night since December 5th. And I think that plays a big part in it because Devin Booker hasn't played since Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. The, I don't I think that's why he wasn't named. If it was reversed. Also, didn't the voting start like right before Christmas Day? Well, and this this was coaches like the the Fan voting goes I know, out the but window at that All point. the talk of All Stars started when Devin was out, basically, and, is what I'm saying. Right. And I so I, I get not putting Devin Booker in right now. If he had come back a week ago and was playing uh, at, at the same kind of clip, I think there's probably a different conversation about it. Mm. But the fact that we he's been on the shelf since then, we don't officially know when he's coming back. I think that's why he didn't get in. And I don't feel like this is a snub like it was. In past years. And let's be honest, if he comes back Tuesday, he plays well for a week and there's an injury replacement, Devin Booker's in as a Western Conference injury replacement, I think, at that point. I don't know if he is over Fox. I think, I think Darren, Darren Fox is the one that I think got snubbed more, yes. um, to be honest with you. Like, I don't, first of all, Jaron Jackson Jr. is not a fucking all star, period, dot, end of discussion. He's just not. <laughs> He's he he's not like he's not he's like the fourth best player if that on his own team like there's just no way he's an all star and De'Aaron Fox has been leading that team along with uh, Sabonis like and they've been it, they're the second best team in the West like a, a team that you didn't even think was going to be anywhere near that and they somehow fixed their ills they've gotten to a high a high place in the West they they look like they're tracking towards the playoffs like you got to reward that and the fact that. Jaron Jackson Jr., who's carrying the water for John Morant most nights, gets in before he does. That's the bullshit. Right. Devin Booker, I I understand stat wise, like he's the best two guard in the league. Mm. He should not have been snubbed. But if he was going to be snubbed, it should have been for somebody like Darren Fox and not JJJ. I, I totally agree with that. I that's the thing though is like you look at it. Zion gets the gets the fan vote because he's Zion and because the Pelicans were really good at the time when all that was going on. But now you look at where they are now, they have a worse record than the Suns. He's played fewer minutes than Devin Booker and Booker doesn't get in, even though he's averaging like a 27, five, four stat line, whatever it is. 
I, I understand it's not your typical snub. It's not even like they were making the graphics of who was the biggest all-star snub and Devin Booker's face isn't even on it because it's out of sight, out of mind, like you're talking about. I understand that. It's still a snub because like this wouldn't have happened to... I don't know, like a Steph Curry or someone well, like okay. that. Actually, Win an MVP. it did happen to Steph Curry, actually. Uh, in did 2013, it? he was playing better than just about any guard in the league, didn't even get to the All-Star game, ended up at the end of the year making an All-NBA team. Go look at that. I think What that's, year was that? I think it was 2012 or 13. I, I think okay. that's the more important thing. Book getting Ten years on, ago. <laughs> got a, getting on an All-NBA team just, is more important I agree. regardless. But. The Zion thing. I have a real big problem with that when fans are complaining about Zion. You don't like the fact that Zion got in over Devin Booker? Get out and vote more for Devin Booker. Mm -hmm. That's why Zion got in, because he had more fan votes. That's the way it works. So if you want to complain about Zion, look yourself in the mirror because you didn't vote enough. I mean, that's, that's the Zion argument. And I'm not saying that JJJ deserves to be an all-star. I'm just simply saying I understand the logic that why Devin didn't get in uh, with it. But Bailey did have a good point. She says, uh, good thing the Suns will have future all-star Carrie Irving to represent them. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Listen. Oh, shit, they could. If he gets dealt here before the deadline, he will be a son in the all-star game. <laughs> I Unbroken. still am going to call it a snub. I will call it a snub no matter what, because I'm going to back our guy book. Like mm -hmm. that's, it is what it is. I don't care how many games he missed. I care about what he's done when he's been on the court. Now, granted, if you have only played like literally a handful of games come all-star, that's fair. But when we're talking about guys who are in the all-star game, who've missed similar or more time than Devin has, then that argument goes completely out the window. You can't have that argument for one player and not the rest of them. My biggest beef with the All-Star game, which is very like, it is what it is. Like, I don't really mess with the All-Star game like that anyway. I would prefer Devin to get the rest. I know that he wants to be there though. And there's monetary like um, bonuses that he would get for being there. And I'm bummed he miss he's missing out on that. Mm. But for the Suns, it feels like the goalpost is moving 24-7 when it comes to every sort of player accolade that exists. And I just want an even playing field. That's all I'm asking. And, and I feel like at this point, I know people like have a weird reaction to this, but we need to expand the all-star rosters. They haven't expanded proportionately to where the league has expanded in terms of how many teams there are in the league, how many players are on each team, and how much freaking talent there is in the league now. Like, 12 guys for each conference is not enough to represent how much talent is in there, especially if we're going to keep doing this thing where when we look at players' accolades by the time that they're done with their careers, we look at All-Stars first instead of All-NBA selections when the All-NBA selections are more telling than oh. All-Star, which deals heavily with a fan vote. So, like, until that perception changes, yes, I will have a problem if Devin Booker is not named an all-star because he should be year in and year out. I think we need to add the two-way slots onto the all-star roster <laughs> where those guys can be switched out up until the start of the game. There you go. Uh, based on what they've done lately. Mm -hmm. uh, Lindsay, I take, I take umbrage at something you said. Oh, really? Go ahead, Espo. Get her, You just implied that I don't back our guy Book because I said he shouldn't be an all-star, which I think is total and utter horseshit. Oh, wow. Right? Oh, wow. Because 
I can say this. Devin Booker is the best two guard in the NBA. Or and I can that, also okay. say this. He didn't deserve to be in the All-Star game because he was injured the last five weeks. And both of those things can be true. In because Devin world. Booker is <laughs> the, be the best two guard in the game. Mm -hmm. All right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry he was injured. And that that's just factual. And that's why he's not in. And I'm okay with that. Zion's been injured for weeks and he's still in. But the fans mm. voted him in. Yeah, you can't remove a starter from that. If the coaches had voted him in, I'd be right there with you. The coaches voted for the reserve. I think the fans voted in. I'm saying if the, Zion if Zion had been oh, voted if the coaches in by the had coach, voted. Then I'd be right there JJJ. with you. But, but if the All-Star game is in Utah and nobody's there to watch it, does it really matter? Oh shit. <laughs> if a tree falls in the woods, <laughs> nobody's Utah. there. Oh, That's why. <laughs> to hear it doesn't make sense. that shirt. Do we just do we just vote the 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 All-Star game out of Utah? Yes. Bring it here. Yes. Nobody wants to go to Utah. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, Emma put a poll in the chat and asked the, the chat, do you watch the All-Star game? 54% said yes. 45% said no. Honestly, like the last couple years, I mean, I, I've watched spots of it, but I, I just, I'm not a big fan of like, just let's just run up and down the court and just throw lobs left and right. Like, yeah, I know these dudes can dunk. Cool. I feel like the last couple have been good because A, they added the charity aspect of it as far as each quarter, each quarter yeah. and then the elon ending has yeah. made it more entertaining i think the best part of the all-star game is the draft well and they're doing it right before the game this that's year. fun so like i enjoy that part of it i think they should make it an elon ending and winner gets 44 uh, billion oh. <laughs> and control of twitter How about uh, i that? thought you were oh, gonna no. say the winner gets to completely fuck up an app <laughs> oh god that too I, the winner has to pay 40 I will billion say dollars i hope the dunk contest i would like to see the dunk contest find its way back to the glory days that were the dunk contest yeah, at all-star weekend that used to be like the premier event and mm. it has gone downhill real quick. But the because NBA fucked it up because they rewarded, they, did. they rewarded everybody else except for aaron gordon oh, here we go. twice here two that, times that's here we not go. It went downhill because the stars stopped doing it. Yep. Yeah, it was great true. because you were seeing Dominique versus Jordan. Mm -hmm. You were seeing Vince Carter in a dunk contest. Now we're seeing third string guy who's athletic. No, no offense to Derek Jones Jr., but I'm not turning hey, on All Star Saturday night to watch airplane mode try to dunk mouth, over three guys. Airplane mode. Derek <laughs> Jones Jr. was a treasure. He was. He and really I will had a not disappointing take any showing. slander. He really had a disappointing showing. I thought he was going to win it. I was. Uh, he, he did win it. No, he didn't. No, not with us. Because he, he missed no, his third Yeah, If he oh, dunked yeah. over all three of those guys the first try, he would have won. It's tough. Dunk I agree with Espo. I don't want to see scrubs in the fucking dunk contest. I don't it's care just, if you have an 89-inch vertical or not. I want to see stars to do it. I want to see Zion Williamson in the dunk contest. Like, why not? Right. Because he's injured. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can say wow. that every year. So, look, I, I don't, I don't want to see the Boston big one. I want to see LeBron James, right? Like, who's the Boston big one? Uh, I don't know. Jason Tatum? Jalen Brown? No, but look, the fact that we never saw LeBron James in a dunk contest. It, that's why it, he's not the GOAT. I mean, it, it's... <laughs> Not on That's Michael Jordan fair. day. You know what? It's Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan did it. Sorry. He it. Your little head pop there <laughs> was fantastic. I mean. <laughs> flower for that one. So. Hey, there we go. I'll take a flower. I want them to stop doing all the props and the pageantry and all this shit. It's always about like, oh, we're going to bring out 
Shaq dressed as a king because he's with the kings now. So bad. Or we're gonna bring out a different kind of car. Like the first time with Blake Griffin was cool. It has to be a Kia. But it's like, can we do something that's just like you see people with their mixtapes with dunk highlights that they do that are actually really creative dunks that are non NBA players. You know these guys could do these things, but the creativity on the actual dunks isn't there. It's all about who can you know put on a Black Panther mask or like all this other extra bullshit before an average dunk. And the car thing was derivative because Marco Milich did it back in Europe in 1996, dunking over green Kia del Sol, or uh, excuse me, Honda del Sol. So it wasn't Blake Griffin who did it. (laughs) I thought it was a Yugo. It wasn't a Yugo. It was a Ford Model T. How old was it? (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have American cars out there. Honda isn't an American car, dude. I thought you said Honda. You said Hyundai? No, I said Honda. Honda's not an American car. (laughs) Oh, shit, it's it's not. It's a Japanese car, you guys. Oh, the great American automobile, the Honda. Uh, Manny gave us a super chat. Thank you, Manuel, for your super chat. They said Utah is a, quote, very family-oriented place. Like very. Nothing screams. Thank you for your NBA All-Star <laughs> Weekend. Like very family-oriented place. Hey, family. look. Hey, you want to go grab a drink after this? Yeah, 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 yeah. What time are the bars closed? At eight. <laughs> Five no, minutes ago. good. They got to make an exception for All-Star, right? They didn't make an exception for uh, the NCAA tournament and all wow. the people out there. Nope. They closed those bars at 10 o'clock every night. Like, what the fuck hey, are we even doing out here? You can get your cup of ice-cold milk. I mean, they're good. The, the, the sodi pops? Those <laughs> the are happy free soda pops those there, things right? are supposed to be real popping you can't get caffeine <laughs> oh no Look, all right juice. well thank you all no. for tuning in no dancers this year at all star we appreciate <laughs> you guys very much they're wearing pants for the game oh. we'll see you tomorrow we'll have a pre-game show back. and a post-game <laughs> show And I'm sure we will have more shenanigans as well. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Y'all can have a flat earth, but don't have a flat heart. Ahoy, ahoy. Lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though. Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball. We here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me. Y'all always wreck the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G.